Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward, finding a mom-life balance. Welcome back to Torn. On this week's bi-weekly podcast, we are going to talk about making decisions during unfamiliar times. So meme with the current situation and you being in the education industry, um, how have you been dealing with deciding whether or not to go back to school or to work for that matter too? No, it's a really unique time as everyone knows because through all these phases, we've just been waiting for more information, right? Since March in New York, um, it's been news briefings and week-to-week, month-to-month updates that finally ended up the school year being remote. And I feel like even heading into summer was really hard to feel at ease or to feel like you could take your time and have a break, aside from the fact that for safety reasons, you're, you know, travel is limited, you're advised to continue limiting um, your exposure, and then we moved into other phases. Uh, It is just also this idea that we realize how much we did kind of know things in advance, and then we don't. And it's like rewinding to a time when you really couldn't anticipate what was happening in six to eight weeks. And that's really strange, because there's things we put on our calendar a year in advance, you know, like my previous manager was running a marathon in November. So before the new year, she was already setting a goal and working towards something. And now we don't even know where we'll be by the time that date comes. Um, That fell into the category of where Sophie would be starting school and what starting school, you know, not at daycare, but really at school would feel like. And now it's under these (laughs) parameters that aren't even certain. There's suggestions from the CDC. There's um, reviews of over 700 different school um, suggestions of what would be a safe way to return um, that are being reviewed and that hasn't been released yet. So it's just really strange to think about we, for our school, we know that our PD and beginning of school days will be remote in August. We are starting a little earlier because of knowing that the pace remote is different. Um, but it is really hard to think about. I think we took so much time in the spring processing what we were going through that it wasn't the same momentum of going out of school to say, okay, we have this set date that we're coming back and we know what that's going to look like. We've never started a year this way. And so much goes into the beginning of the school year. And then after ending the year, like we did so much is going into like having enthusiasm and bringing kids back. And, but I think the adults need it just as much to kickstart so much away from each other 
but with the same enthusiasm and, you know, focus on a strong start. So there's just lots of questions still. And then being a, it's just a pragmatist of being safe and what, what does that mean? And what can, what's really in our control and what we can manage. So we're still kind of, like I said, we'll be remote. We're still deciding on what it will look like after that. As far as for Sophie's school, it looks like a couple of days will be live and the rest will be remote. They even had surveyed, like if we wanted alternating weeks, like five days in person and five days remote or two days in person and three days remote. Um, and then Justin's going off to college and he's going to a state university. And most of the colleges I'm hearing want students on campus but they're going to have virtual classes unless the class is a hybrid class that will have certain Correct. in mm-hmm. person. So. Yeah. It's an, it's interesting times. Cause honestly, um, I like to liken it to being a first time parent because I remember with at least, um, even like adopting Sasha being that I had never gone through that process before and kind of like now my go-tos are, Hey, let me read everything that comes my way, whether it's through work or through the news or through uh, the local newspaper or a federal website or the health website. Um, I was kind of doing the same thing there, like reading every piece of literature I can get that sounds kind of like an expert to some extent and that I can compare it to another source um, and then come to my own decision. But as I was going through that process and having to pivot and shift once I was in country to adopt Sasha, having to pivot and shift to adjust to whatever state uh, country regulations changed in the sense of like whether or not you're able to adopt or not able to adopt because they were always flip-flopping. And then like even going through the process of being pregnant and you're planning for your trip to the hospital, right? And I had in my mind, well, this is going to be a natural birth. And if it's going to be a natural birth, then I need my video and I need my movie or I need my lollipops and my ice pops and these socks. And like all this stuff goes into planning, planning, planning based on just reading and listening and then making a decision. And I see this pandemic as no different because it's nothing that I've experienced before, right? So much like adoption, that was my first time going through that process. Much like my first pregnancy, that was my first time taking that trip to the hospital um, with labor pains to get ready for that experience. This will be my first time sending my kid, my, my grade school children to school during a pandemic and my older son to college during a pandemic. So um, I've just been reading a lot. And honestly, most of the material that I read, people don't have access to because it's just through my job. I'm a healthcare consultant. So I just been reading those materials and then um, seeing what's out there in the news as well. But that can cause you to become nervous and frantic so how do you balance that to not become fearful, right? I, I think it's such a great, 
like your analogy is right spot on because the other part is that you're hearing different people's opinions and take on it. You're hearing like, depending on what the focus is in the news week to week and then decision-making and tons of things to read and so much energy. And then when it comes to executing, I think so much of my energy and some time between the spring and end of year and this time off has been decompressing to put my focus and energy on what is the most beneficial and what will give more bang for the buck in the, the startup of the new school year. And even that is a unique way of framing an unknown. There, there's really nothing to compare it to. Um, you can, and it's a lot of learning with a lot of creativity and production to then kind of launch and it's it's not like any other school year where it's like okay let me revise these things and come back to it's like fresh slate so it's like learning creating producing putting it out there and moving forward and there's something about the beginning of the school year that while it is a fresh start the comfort at least for me that I I kind of think of my life in that school year calendar anyway even when I've been in other industries in my mind I'm like what do you mean you don't think of the year as like September to June um it's it's daunting not to hold on to the things that make for a smooth transition into a new phase and that draining part is the part that I can compare so much to parenting where it's like I'm learning and I'm going with it and it's exhausting and there's moments where, you know, you find something and either it goes smoothly or you do it well or you take to it or it's a routine that works for you. But then there's so many other things that you're not sure or you toss it aside or you're overloaded with information. So you're trying things, but then you forget about things like I've reflected back to phases. I'm like, oh, I was supposed to do this activity for these motor skills. And, you know, like this was a fun thing. I was supposed to do a balloons on your feet when you were six months old. That never happened. Um, and I, and similarly, I feel like there's so much out there. It, it kind of astounded me how quickly everything pivoted to if you're virtual, if you're online, if you need this, if you're teaching, if you're having meetings, if you want to keep it engaging and relevant, it all shifted so quickly and it's so much. And then it's how do I, how's what's practical to learn and delve into for the things that I have to deliver and what I have to produce. And then it's getting our kit, right? The ultimate result is it doesn't matter if I put the balloons on her feet and she kicked around. Did she like get the activity, the exposure and really have like development from it? Cause yeah. aside from all the research and all the thinking and the creating the produce, it's like the, the audience on the other end is really what you worry about and it's how do we get our kids to start the school year feeling refreshed and and you know eager to learn and bringing their perspective because I work with high school students like how they're dealing with this pandemic and how they're broaching the unexpected things that can happen in life so that they can be excited about whatever phase the current cohort I worked with are going to be seniors this year and just like last year seniors were seniors like no other (laughs) cohort had ever seen this will be a very strange year to be a senior in high school as well. And how do we embrace like what they're either struggling with and help support it? How do we use the innovation and enthusiasm they have and like help that motivate us to keep something that's being made super difficult still be like 
productive and invigorating and a growth opportunity. Yeah. And I just want to encourage our torn tribe because, you know, you think about this and you have to make decisions about the school year. You have to make decisions about your children's sports leagues or whatever they engage in. Um, You even have to make decisions for yourself. If you're a working parent, are you ready to go back into the office? Because I know there's many surveys going out, at least in my company and the Mm -hmm. companies I contract with that they're taking pulse like surveys to figure out whether or not people feel comfortable to enter back into the workplace and just transparently myself, like just going this weekend to go get my eye exam, that was anxiety induced, you know, like, oh my gosh, did I wear my mask right? Why does this keep slipping off my face? And the minute I get home, I got to take all these clothes and take a shower. You know, you could right away get very fearful and end up in analysis paralysis and like frozen and not being able to cope in a healthy manner with the lifestyle that we're asked, we're being brought into, right. Having to be cautious, having to be six feet apart still and all these things. But I, I just, I bring back that analogy of your first time becoming a parent to our torn tribe and just to encourage you, because although we were, we all face different fears and we all did our own different way of doing our due diligence to best prepare ourselves for that season. Just know that you're relying on the same skills now during this pandemic and you will get through it the same way you got through your first year of being a parent to that new wobbly head newborn or that new child that's been adopted into your family and readjusting, pivoting and adjusting. And I think although we have never parented through a pandemic before. We do parent on a regular basis with very limited information and make crucial decisions for our children day in and day out, whether we realize it or not. That's just a basic norm of parenting. And so I know there's a couple of people in our circle that have made decisions now that certain states have allowed summer camp to go on and they've made decisions that, hey, yeah, we're going to send our child or, hey, you know, my child's friend is only my child's friends taking a couple of friends out on the boat to go across the lake. And, you know, some of us might freeze at that thought, but I just want the Torn tribe to know that once you've made a decision, whatever the outcome is, don't regret the decision you made. Because you made the best decision that you could have possibly made at that point in time. And to always remember that no one is going to make a better decision for your child than yourself, right? And no one's going to make a better decision for you and your family and your lifestyle than yourself. And so to not live in regret or I should have, could have, you know, just because of the ending result, the results shouldn't the result shouldn't make you regret your earlier decision. The result is going to be the result regardless. Um, Cause I think that's a lot of things that I hear at least from the moms and people I interact with on a regular basis that they're struggling with whether or not they made the right decision or, you know, or should we, you know, completely isolate and shut down a hundred percent, like not being sure of themselves of which way, to go with it. And I think the best that you can possibly do is read as much as you can, listen as much as you can, and then just make a final decision. 
um, that you can actually sleep at night with. Definitely. And using your torn tribe in a time where we've been so isolated, um, if the decision is impacted by like who the support system is and what you have available, you know, things are what they are and we have to keep moving forward so that we can get to another phase um, and everyone's situation is so different. And that's, that's a big part of like quieting out after getting your information, quieting out some outside opinions so that you can decide what you really want in your heart. Yeah. And your kids are watching you, you know, like my, my uh, five-year-old, this evening was asked me so when am I starting kindergarten and am I am I gonna have to wear a mask to kindergarten <laughs> and it's just keeping them abreast of all the decisions that you're making for them getting how they feel about it I think that's so important like my especially like my college student like are you comfortable being dropped off at campus like are you okay with that hybrid classes like how, wh- what are you, what are your feelings about it right and I think um, it's interesting that your four-year-old your five-year-old as soon as it got dangerous <laughs> is so curious oh yeah already <laughs> <laughs> like yeah oh this is a big debate which end do I want to end up on I was like, oh, yes, you will be there at least two days out of the week, my friend. Um, And with smiles behind the mask. (laughs) But, yeah, it's uh, just interesting, though, to see the that your kids no matter what age they are they could be as young as two one they understand they understand to some extent that times are different and things are happening you know because what my two-year-old if he goes outside to like go to the mailbox he always comes by he's like oh i don't know if i have corona let me wash my hands and i'm like you you don't (laughs) but yes wash your hands (laughs) But, you know, but they are beginning to sense that something is different and it's okay to ask them how they feel and best parent them and guide them through the season in life. And it's okay to also be transparent and show um, where you're fearful, because I know I have with my boys, like, let them know, like, certain situations that make me feel very uncomfortable and certain situations that don't scare me as much and kind of walking through with them my logic or my reasoning behind why I think what I think or feel what I feel. Um, And, like, beginning to respect the fact that, you know, when you go out there, like, for instance, my husband goes food shopping every Friday. And so, like, Friday afternoon... He's kind of out of it because it's very draining on him to have to go food shopping, wear a mask, a limited amount of people in the store, and just the interaction um, in his favorite supermarket is not the same as it was before. So it's no longer this romance of uh, go taste and try every single food that they have out it's uh go in get what you need and get out it's my type of shopping experience but not his (laughs) so so he's just a little disheveled friday afternoons and we've picked up on that and i've tried to like limit the amount of times he actually has to go to the supermarket now and all those things but it's just being sensitive to each other's needs so i think the one blessing out of the pandemic that I can think of for our family is that we've been able to 
communicate more about our emotions, which I think is huge in a um, boy, boy dominant home here um, in this Queen City, Charlotte. I uh, have four sons and a husband, so it's very male dominant. So the fact that we're talking about feelings more often than we have in the past has been it's been very unique and sweet. So Torn Tribe, feel free to pop us in some comments and feedback and just share with us how you're making your decisions. If there's articles or books that you've read during this time that have really helped um, settle down the fear and bring more peace and clarity of mind for decision making, we would totally be open to hearing that. So now for our favorite segment of the show, The Mend. And now for our men's segment, where we share a highlight from the week. What's mending you this week, Beams? Painting my own nails. I use my grooming and massage and as my personal time and haven't had that, but... I have been making a point to like plan when I'm going to do it myself and I'm really bad at it because I don't know how to sit still. Um, So I have to like say like not too late that they're going to get all messed up when you go to sleep and not too early that too much is going on and you're not going to know how to sit still, but just quiet time to kind of clean myself up and I picked out some colors and I have like a whole little routine and it was just quiet relaxing self-care that really helped me just gave me a personal boost and start to my week of course they only stayed perfect for about 30 hours because I do dishes and have do my hair too much and it's a lot of effort that didn't last for very long (laughs) but but while it lasted I enjoyed it yeah, my men is kind of similar to that, like the self-care. So I have a friend that every time I see her, and I know she means well, <laughs> she's not uh, giving me face mask on uh, on a critical note. <laughs> I, I believe it's uh, telling me to, it's okay for some self-care. Um, so I actually did uh, like a collagen face mask Mm. and I've been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off because I read the instructions and you're supposed to sit there for um 10 to 20 minutes I was like "Ooh, 20 minutes seems really long to have something on my face (laughs) uh 10 I maybe could do it without someone interrupting me um so I, I actually did that and actually felt really good to put that on my face and relax for a little bit. And I actually made it to the 10 minute mark. And of course, the minute it was like 10 one, someone's busting through the door. But um, for those bliss 10 minutes, and it's interesting how long 10 minutes feels when you're just sitting there waiting for 10 minutes to pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I had a lot to think about sitting there with that mask on my face. So I was like, and I kept looking. I'm like, really? It's only been a minute. <laughs> um, so, 
when you're not multitasking or uh, being rushed to do something, it was actually quite soothing um, to sit there and do the self-care too. Um, That's awesome. I recommend one. It's like, um, oh my God, now I can't think, but it's the charcoal, charcoal detox mask and it foams up it does this funny thing that the the mask is laying on your face and then as it's closer to the time of you removing and you have like a whole sudsy foamy face oh wow (laughs) um but it's so interesting that they bother you because here I do it like as a whole circus act. Like I put it on, I come out, I sit there. Oh, and so kind of chuckle. She asked me a million times, what is that? What is that on your face? What is that? What is that? Yeah. Like, the same thing it was last time. My mask. <laughs> and then when it was such, when the foam was um, appearing, I didn't realize it would do that. It was the first one I'd ever done like that. And I was like, I really can't take you seriously with that thing on your face. <laughs> yeah no this one it wasn't like uh it wasn't like a cream that you could just put like this thing would have like slid right off my face had i moved around Mm. so i needed to lay down and i knew that like (laughs) if i let anybody in all the the sensors sensors were going off (laughs) she is lying still yeah abort whatever you're doing and go interrupt her (laughs) yeah it's funny that you say that because um That was the other thing is like, I did my mask for 10 minutes, right? And I walk out, I go downstairs and they're all quietly watching an awesome bear documentary on Disney plus or something. And literally I sit down on the couch to join in. Everybody stands up, starts moving around, starts talking over the video. Steve's like, we were all just calm. (laughs) What happened? I said I came to join the peace. <laughs> I ruined it. <laughs> it was gone. Yeah. It's an elusive thing. <laughs> so Torn Tribe, stay connected. Memes, tell our folks how to subscribe and stay connected. Please share our podcast. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcast. Share with a friend and email us tornmlb at gmail.com our handle on facebook instagram and twitter is at tornmlb love you much thanks for joining choose grace when you feel torn choose Choose grace. grace